Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome, Dan Bach here. It is a Monday edition of the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. We're presented by our friends over at Fantasy Draft. If you enjoy the free content, the free podcasts, the 430 show uh, on Grinders Live, make sure you pay it forward by making that deposit over on Fantasy Draft and uh, take advantage of their players' first mentality, really different makeup. Uh, different way to uh, build lineups for golf. Of course, uh, you know I talked about it before. Lowest score doesn't, or worst score doesn't count. So therefore, guy doesn't make the cut. You're still alive. And then also a lot of flexibility in terms of building your lineups. You don't necessarily even need to team stack over there. Now, if we get like 20 runs in a game, like we saw in a couple of situations over the past week, well, maybe it's not the worst idea, but. The flexibility in the different positions makes it a very unique roster build and one that I enjoy. So check them out over at FantasyDraft.com. Uh, promo code GRINDERS, as always, when you sign up to get our premium free for three months. Uh, a lot of big stuff happening in the final week for us here before the All-Star break. And, uh, of course, you've got the British Open coming up next week. Perfect timing for that. Right during the time where we've got nothing going on for baseball, we can grind some... Uh, some some golf lineups. I uh, did notice that FanDuel, uh, I believe starting next week, is going to be adding a Pick'em type format to their offerings for golf, which I do like. Uh, I think Pick'em, especially for golf where there's a lot of variance, uh, is kind of a fun little format. Definitely um, more advantageous for or easier to play for the casual users. And uh, I'll probably be jumping over there. I expect them to do something big for the British Open, but uh, we might even be running something this week. Actually, I know we will be. Check the forums for it uh, to give you guys some tickets for that next week on FanDuel. But thought we'd bring that up, a new little format over there for them. And uh, tonight's slate in baseball, that's what I'm going to concentrate here today. Obviously, uh, one other thing I got to talk about, the $1 million draft best ball championship. Uh, I'm all in on this. Now, It's funny because I'm wondering whether or not it's smart to be drafting teams right now. Uh, The good thing about drafting teams right now is that everybody that you draft against is in your same situation. And if you haven't seen the format of it, uh, be sure to check them out. We're going to have some stuff here on Grinders about that. But basically the way it works is you draft a 12-man best ball league over on the draft app. And then um, if you win uh, through 12 weeks, then you move on to per se the the playoffs and the playoffs I believe will be week by week um, 
until you get to week 16. And then the final 60 teams that are left will end up uh, playing off for a first place prize of 100000 The total prize pool is a million. So if you make it that far, you're going to get a pretty nice payout. But I, I, I do wonder whether it's smart to be doing them now or if it's better to wait. Uh, I'm pretty much ready for football, so uh, I'm getting a jump start earlier than ever this season. And big shout out to Warren Sharp. Make sure you pick up his Sharp NFL forecast. Um, they have it in both digital and hardcover. Uh, Warren, of course, did a show for us last year. And... I'm telling you, it's definitely must-read for you as you kind of prep for the season. You got uh, Evan Silva adding a lot to that as well. Really good product there. But, you know, back to uh, NFL, like, I'm so excited about it. And uh, I'm, you know, I know it's just July and we've got a long ways to go. But there's just something about building fantasy football teams with money on the line and everybody in the same boat that I don't need to manage all season long. Like, our season-long teams aren't going anywhere, but man, this is just the perfect complement. And then when you have stakes this high at a $25 buy-in price point, it gets me a little bit excited. And I think I've got four or five teams already built uh, in this tournament. You can you can enter a ton. I think it's like up to like 160 or something like that. And of course, you got to win your 12-man, and then I believe you're in a 12-man contest over the next couple of weeks till it gets to that final 60. And uh, the advantage, the disadvantage of a drafting now is not so much, you know, winning your 12-man because everybody, again, is the, has the same amount of information. But it's when you get to the playoff rounds, I'll be very curious uh, to see what the data shows in terms of people who drafted closer to the start of the regular season uh, will, you know, if they have better lineups or, you know, the winning teams will come from those versus the ones that are drafting now in, you know, early July. Uh, because in theory, you you know, you're going to be able to build more optimal um, lineups because you're going to have more information. There's undoubtedly going to be injuries that take place during the preseason. It happens every single year. And if you're like me and you draft Le'Veon Bell in, with your first overall pick, um, certainly your lineup is drawing dead, but not even so much that, and maybe it's not drawing dead, but it's really hampered. But more than that, what could potentially happen is you could have a value guy move into an incredible opportunity that doesn't even get drafted in the leagues happening in, in July, but is going to obviously be heavily drafted in the teams that uh, are drafting in uh, in August or you know even early September. So uh, I think it's going to be hard for Neem not to be drafting teams because I just love it so much. But I don't know if it's the optimal choice to be doing right now in the end because let's say Le'Veon Bell goes out. Let's say that Todd Gurley uh, suffers major injuries and they're going to miss the entire season. Suddenly you could have guys like James Conner or uh, Jalen Samuels who might even be undrafted in this uh, in this format currently, suddenly become really viable and valuable pieces to lineups. And, you know, th that situation is almost certainly going to occur at some point in time. Now, I don't think the edge is going to be tremendous unless it's a name of that magnitude and there's a backup that's not selected. Um, 
you know, that uh, a backup that's not selected. And, and here's, I guess, the flip side of that as well is if you can locate guys right now who you feel are going to be uh, have greater opportunity, maybe it's a running back from the Indianapolis Colts, maybe it's a wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys. If you can get more exposure to those guys later on in the draft, then maybe they will be in the, you know, third, fourth week of the preseason when they're ripping things up. Uh, it's maybe the opportunity for you to build stronger lineups. So I guess it could work both ways, but I just know injuries can swing things a lot. So it doesn't really affect anything in that 12-man, and I believe if you win your 12-man, you're in the money. I have to double-check on that, but at the very least, a million-dollar prize pool. I'll be very curious to see if they fill all these leagues. Um, I think they're on a pretty good path right now, but certainly the biggest best ball contest I can remember, and maybe... Again, I'm not the season-long expert, but I don't think that there is a season-long fantasy football draft with a $25 buy-in that has a $100,000 first-place prize. If there is, that's interesting, Uh, but I don't know that there is. Obviously, there's a number of them out there that'll pay $100K, but you're probably paying $100, $200, $1,000 in terms of a buy-in, but on a $25 buy-in, this might be the smallest buy-in, biggest uh, payout that we've seen in season-long fantasy football history. And that's what I'm going to call it. I mean, that's what best ball is. It's following your team all season long. Yes, you're not making the moves on a week-to-week basis. That's what makes it great. But this is a monstrous contest that they're putting together. And uh, it's a whole lot of fun. So uh, if you got an hour, it usually takes about an hour, I'd say, to kill on a 12-man draft because it is fast format. It isn't the eight hours. So if you're, you know, sitting somewhere for an hour and you got nothing to do, kids practice, something like that, uh, I'm telling you, give it a try. It's a whole lot of fun. All right, let's get into baseball for tonight. Uh, we will uh, talk about the slate, which I'm excited about. I, I do like this slate here tonight because uh, I think there's a couple of ways to play it. And uh, we'll start with uh, pitching. That's usually where we begin our discussions here today. On the high end of things, you know, we've got um, Clayton Kershaw and uh, Garrett Cole today. 12-9 on DraftKings for Clayton Kershaw. Cole at 13-3. Both of them, uh, I think it's like 11-1 and 10-5 over on FanDuel. Fantasy Draft 23K uh, for Clayton Kershaw and Garrett Cole sitting around 24,000. Uh, I think these two guys are in in fine spots today. And Kershaw, you know, he's certainly not been the dominant pitcher that we've seen uh, previously. Um, the last couple of years, the strikeouts haven't really been there. But I am kind of excited about potentially using him here in this spot just because uh, I'm not in love with a lot of the low-dollar pitching. There's legitimately, let's count them, one, two, three. I think there's like five pitchers I'm willing to use. And two of them are high-end, and then the other two are low-end and one kind of in the middle tier. But uh, Kershaw and Cole, I'm fine with both of these guys. You know, Vegas is certainly excited about uh, the prospects of, of you know both of these pitchers today. Kershaw, minus 248 on the road. I mean, that Dodgers offense is just rolling right now. And the Padres, you know, under three team total for them today. And then you've got the Astros, Garrett Cole, minus 237 with the uh, Oakland uh, implied team total today, a little bit over three. Uh, I'm giving the edge to Kershaw here. I think the strikeouts are going to come back a little bit in this matchup versus San Diego. Arguably one of the best ballparks in the league to pitch in out there in Petco. 
And uh, I think we're going to see, you know, somewhat return to form here. You know, his last start, he gave up four hits in six innings, only two strikeouts. And are we going to see 10, 12 strikeouts? Probably not. We've only had one double-digit K game for him today. But for me, it's it's looking at the opponent, looking at the opportunity for him to uh, pick up. I think he's going to score about 22 to 25 DraftKings fantasy draft points today. And if he gets to that level... Um, you know, that works. And, you know, he's only done that twice so far this season, but I feel like this is a spot where it is going to happen versus this Padres lineup, which, you know, is going to sport a, a number of, of righties, but, you know, the lineup from top to bottom just doesn't scare me one bit. And, you know, their track record, you know, versus Clayton Kershaw, nobody's going to have a particularly great track record versus Clayton Kershaw. You know, Hosmer, five for eight against him. Galvis, six for ten. You got guys like Will Myers, one of the bigger bats, one for 23 in his career versus uh, Clayton Kershaw. So uh, I think he gets it done tonight. I think he's a fine option. And I think there's some value to make it work. I like him over Cole. I'm fine with Cole. You could probably, and it's probably safe to, to make the argument that, that there's more K upside. But clearly what we saw early in the season from him was a little bit of an outlier maybe he was a little bit more prepared for the start of the season than everybody else I'm not really sure but you know the eight strikeouts that we've seen from him uh basically over the last you know two three months uh two months at least that's where I think he really lands what we saw earlier in the season was a bit of an anomaly when he was double digits night in night out obviously a lot of k-bats in this Oakland offense here today but um and at home with a nice offense behind him he's fine. Can you play these two guys together? I think you can. I think there's actually enough value maybe to make it work. And here's the thing that I'm looking at this slate is, you know, outside of the Indians uh, against De Scalfini today, uh, I don't see us having just huge offensive outputs here. I don't see the hitting environments quite as favorable as we've seen over the last week. I'm not seeing 12 runs put on the board tonight. Obviously, Cleveland's a spot where it can happen, and those guys are really priced up. If you want to play those guys, you're not probably playing Cole or Kershaw tonight, but I don't think you have to play them tonight. So um, can you play them together? It'll leave you about 3000 per position, uh, but you can make it work. Um, if you stick it in the old uh, lineup HQ and lock those two guys in, uh, right now I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six uh, of your uh, six of your eight batters um, would be uh, hitting one through four and only two spots wouldn't be. Uh, so that's not too bad for you know these two stud pitchers. So I think it's certainly that I'll probably build three lineups today. I've been playing the three-entry max. Anywhere from three to six is usually where I'm at. I'll play the three-entry max and then play you know uh, some of the single-entry contests. Uh, so that's kind of what my format has been for baseball season this year. And I'll definitely have at least one, maybe two Cole Kershaw teams. And, and hope the big bats, hopefully we just have a lower-scoring night. And, uh, and that's going to be my plan probably on DraftKings here tonight. Uh, the other pitchers that I'm looking at today, and uh, I think that Eduardo Rodriguez at 8,400 is a guy we got to look at. Texas Rangers, a team with a really high K rate, faced them earlier this season, and I believe had a double-digit strikeout game against them. Yes, his lone double-digit K game came against uh, Texas, where he had 10 strikeouts. Did give up 
three home runs that day, but a guy who does check in as a strong favorite uh, against a Texas lineup, which isn't bad, but certainly can have strikeouts. So uh, I like Rodriguez at that $8,400 salary. I think that's a reasonable number for him. Uh, he's checks in at number four on our plate IQ premium score tonight. So a lot to like in Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, and then the two other guys that I'm looking at are Chicago and San Francisco with Andrew Suarez and Kyle Hendricks. You know, this game checks in at just a uh, seven and a half tonight and Chris Bryant out for the Cubs tonight. So, you know, Suarez, certainly interesting uh, option for us. They don't usually let him pitch particularly deep in the games, but a little bit more lately, seven innings in that last start. Uh, the strikeouts are usually right about a K an inning. And I just feel like this looks like a low scoring game. Both of these implied team totals tonight under four with 3.8 for the Cubs, 3.6 for the Giants. Hendricks, obviously not a ton of K upside, but going against a pretty mediocre lineup there in San Francisco against the in the best pitching park that we've got in the league. I think you could genuinely, genuinely play both of these pitchers if you're looking to uh, lock in big bats tonight. If you want Cleveland tonight, if you want Boston tonight, if you want the Nationals tonight, uh, that's going to be the path to be able to get a $4,200 per position player. Um for me. But uh, I, I don't know if that's going to be the path to winning tonight. Do I like one of those guys and one of the big names? Absolutely. I think that's definitely viable. Could you use one of those names and Eduardo Rodriguez? Yes, you could. And that's probably the path that I'm going to go. Uh, I tell you to be a little bit careful with Chris Archer tonight. He's going to be uh, held to 75 pitches for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, great matchup versus Detroit. In fact, the uh, Tigers have one of the lower implied run totals on the board today at under three tonight. But you've got um, a manager there in in Tampa who uh, I just am not sold is going to let him go beyond that pitch count whatsoever. You know, did well in his rehab start. If I knew he was going to pitch 90 pitches today, I think he'd be viable at the 8,800 on FanDuel, certainly the 81 on DraftKings, and the 18.9 on Fantasy Draft. But I just don't think he's going to get to 90 pitches. 75 pitches, he could be spent in five innings if if he doesn't find the strike zone. So uh, I think that's kind of factored in the price there, but I just don't quite see him being able to get that far. We've got him projected at 20. Uh, I think the number for him today is probably like 16. Um, with upside to like 25 if everything goes right for him today. So uh, that's the risk you run with Chris Archer. Good matchup, but just can't do it. Don't know if he's going to be around long enough. Uh, Clevenger versus the Reds. Eh, he's all right. I, I don't mind it. Uh, obviously, Cleveland at home. That offense is, you know, really good if you can afford those guys today. Uh, and Clevenger's been okay. You know, he had, uh, you know, two awesome starts versus the White Sox. 35 and 36 FanDuel DraftKings points. But the starts around then were Minnesota for 5, uh, Detroit for 16, St. Louis for 10, Oakland for 14. But going back home, pretty good prospects for him. Uh, he's been outstanding at home in, in terms of those splits. Look at these last few starts for him. 18 against Texas, 22 against Kansas City, 27 against the Chicago White Sox. 35 against the Chicago White Sox. So, you know, that 15-point fantasy pro projection we have on uh, for him against Cincinnati, probably a little bit too low for him today. But 11-5, just too big of a number to be playing, paying on DraftKings here tonight. So that's the reason I'm off of him. And then Berrios is the guy that I, 
is interesting to me simply because Vegas really likes him. Minnesota at minus 200. The DraftKings algorithm loves him. He is 12-1 today. A monster, monster salary on him. Uh, and the Plate IQ premium score pretty high uh, as well. He checks in at, uh, looks like, fifth on that list here tonight. Um, I, he, I just don't know if I can pay 12-1. But there are those days where you look at a DraftKings salary and you say to yourself, this does not make any sense. And then next thing you know, the guy just dominates. And, you know, you look at 12-1 today. uh, Will people be paying 12-9 for Kershaw or 12-1 for Berrios? Uh, We will see. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm still chasing, you know, old school um, Clayton Kershaw tonight. And that's a possibility. But... Barrios, you know, two strikeouts or five strikeouts over his last three or his last two starts. It's not like he's been, you know, money in the bank so far this season in terms of case. He's had four really nice games um, and he's a nice pitcher, but Kansas City, not really a high strikeout squad. So uh, not for me today. Seeing some of the, uh, you know, early models pinging uh, Jose um, Urena as a play today. I don't think I can do it against Milwaukee. I don't think I'm going to go there. So no thanks for me. All right, let's uh, break it down the bats here and we'll take it position by position. And, you know, if uh, money doesn't matter, Wilson Ramos today versus a lefty one in Liriano looks like a pretty good spot. You know, Tampa, really interesting matchup here. Liriano's a guy who just can really lose it in terms of finding the strike zone. Tampa pretty solid versus lefties. In particular, Wilson Ramos, 368 Woba, 210 ISO with a 354 matchup Woba. So um, it's just, is paying up at this position the right move to make today? And uh, I'm not particularly sure that it is. Uh, Tucker Barnhart, if he's batting near the top of the order, he's only 3,300 against Clevenger today. Uh, I love Evan Gaddis as a guy that nobody's going to have today. Really good numbers. Versus the fastball sinker, and uh, Montes throws it about 60% of the time. He had the best numbers versus that pitch on the team, but he's really jacked up at 4,500 today. So uh, I think he's a nice tournament option for us. And if you're looking for a value Cleveland bat, Jan Gomes against DiScalfini at just 3,500 looks like a, uh, a pretty solid play for you today. So my pay up, uh, Wilson Ramos going in the middle tier and some of those other spots. Okay, moving on to first base. And again, Cleveland, one of the top uh, options at every single position tonight. The top plate ice Q score um, on the board today at a 65 with eight positive, only two negative. Max Muncy against Perdomo, though, 5,200. We're in a world where Max Muncy is the most expensive first baseman. Um, And, you know, it makes a lot of sense looking at his production. But can he keep it going is the real question. 20 positive plate IQ uh, numbers versus two negative today against Perdomo. I just don't love the hitting environment. I've said that prior, though, uh, when they're out in L.A. and they score like 15 runs. I mean, that offense is just a juggernaut right now. Their numbers versus righties is is great. Not doing anything wrong by playing Muncie or Bellinger today, but I just don't feel like the, the value pitching leads me to a, a path of playing those guys. Uh, a guy who's really popping on some projection models on both FanDuel, DraftKings, and Fantasy Draft is Josh Bell today at 3,500 against the lefty Rodriguez. And, uh, you know, Bell um, 
sport in a 355 matchup Woba hitting at the top of that lineup which is really advantageous to him so uh, there's an under 4k DraftKings option for you and then Steve Pierce as well um, he is uh, checking in at 3900 and uh, on FanDuel he's 3k fantasy draft just 7800 there for the Red Sox obviously a good spot in the lineup good team that's going to score a lot of runs and uh, and a fair price tag on him so uh, definitely another option for you. If you're looking on the cheap today, Justin Bohr, 3,200 against Chase Anderson. Anderson doesn't do anything great, doesn't do anything terrible, um, and kind of has some semi-reverse splits, not terrible, not super pronounced, but Bohr's a pretty good hitter, batting cleanup there uh, at 3,200. So again, if you're looking to go with Kershaw and uh, and Cole on a lineup today, he makes a whole lot of sense there at first base tonight. Yonder Alonso, the other name, a little bit cheaper than you're going to find on Encarnacion, 700 cheaper, and uh, just a great matchup against Discafini, who's just terrible to lefties, righties. He struggled a little bit, only, um, you know, uh, he's got, what, four hits in his last one, two, three, four, five games, and three of them came in one game, uh, none of them for extra bases, so... Uh, you know, maybe not swinging the hottest bat, but back at home and on FanDuel at 2700 you're getting a pretty solid option. I mean, just look at the price differential. A guy who's 4200 on DraftKings, I don't know the math exactly, but it feels should be like at least like 33 to 3500 on FanDuel, and he's 2700 over there. So you're getting uh, tremendous value on that. Uh, all right, moving on to second base tonight, and... Uh, I will not tout Brian Dozier against the lefty. I will not tout Brian Dozier versus the lefty. I'm going to leave that to uh, Plate IQ Premium that has him number one, but I'm not going to do it. Jason Kipnis, 3,800. Nice salary on him today and a great spot, so he makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, Daniel Robertson, great write-up by Stevie today and the salary savers on lineup HQ on why he likes him against Lariano. Fair price tag at 3500 Definitely a name I think we got to look at a little bit uh, tonight. Uh, all right. Uh, you know, on the high end of things, you know, Daniel Murphy against Ivan Nova. You've got Washington scheduled to, uh, you know, or could be scoring an absolute ton of runs here tonight. That offense starting to get healthy. He's really cheap on FanDuel at just 29 Hasn't really gotten into a groove since he's come off the uh, disabled list, but uh, definitely a positive matchup for him against Ivan Nova here uh, tonight. One of the better matchup Wobas we have on the slate belongs to Javier Baez. 350 matchup Woba for him. Uh, Jose Altuve at 365 here today in, in his matchup uh, against Montes. I mean, Houston's fine. They didn't score a whole lot of runs yesterday, maybe tonight. Uh, they get things going a little bit uh, further. Uh, let's see if we've got some more value pieces for you here tonight. Give me a second. Um, man. We'll see if Chase Utley breaks the lineup today. He's 2,800. He could be a value option for you if you needed to go there. Uh, Eduardo Nunez, 3.7 against the lefty Mike Miner. Don't mind that matchup at all for him. Um, not the best numbers versus lefties this season, 255 weighted OBA for him over the last two seasons. It's 296. Kipnis is probably a little bit better option for you. I know he bats lower in the order, but uh, at 3,800, um, you know, like the 
like the matchup a little bit better. All right, moving on to third base and uh, a guy who's definitely looking um, pretty good here today. Played IQ premium score and uh, point per dollar, and that's Colin Moran today uh, batting cleanup against Rodriguez at three point one. Um, his numbers versus lefties. Uh, pretty darn good this season at 348. The ISO's not great at 189, but, you know, going to have a pretty good lineup order at a low salary, so he makes a lot of sense there. Jose Ramirez at 5.7 against Scalfini. Again, you're going to need to punt pitching to fit him in there, but he is, might even be the most expensive player on the entire slate tonight, but uh, definitely a guy that could easily send one out. The highest plate IQ premium score, 16 positive to three negative factors, according to that tool here on Roto Grinders. Uh, David Boat will be uh, taking the spot of, I hope it's Boat, B-O-T-E, Bote? Uh, Bot? Who knows? I screw up names left and right on this podcast. Uh, But he's going to be taking over 3.1K over there on DraftKings tonight. That's not the best price on FanDuel. You get him at 23 on Fantasy Draft. He's 6.8, but he's going to be entering that lineup. Batting eighth, not a great lineup order. Uh, I don't really see him too much of an option today, especially with Moran at pretty much the same price. Moran might get pretty chalky today as a value option here as well. Brian Anderson, uh, really like this guy. Solid, solid hitter and, you know, positive fantasy production in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the last eight games he's played in. Chase Anderson matchup doesn't scare me off one bit. Uh, under 3K on FanDuel, 37 on DraftKings, 73 on Fantasy Draft. So uh, another option for you at third. Okay, moving on to shortstop here. And uh, again, some of these guys also second base, third base eligible. So uh, don't need to talk too much about Baez, Daniel Robertson, you know, Eduardo Nunez. Uh, we do have Lindor, Trey Turner, Javi Baez at 5'9", 5'1", 5'5". And that's the problem with this position is if you are going double spend at starting pitcher today, your number one hope, is going to be that these top shortstops don't hit home runs or don't go bonkers. Because if they do, you're going to be in a heap of trouble because that's where the biggest leverage is going to be because there ain't squadouche really at this position in terms of uh, trying to find value. I mean, Alcides Escobar is the guy that came up on lineup builder today when I uh, you know forced those two guys in a lineup. And He's never somebody I'm looking to really roster in my daily fantasy lineups. Uh, I probably would rather go to a guy like Daniel Robertson, move him over to shortstop, and try to find somebody else at that second base spot if I'm looking to go cheap. Uh, but some of this is also going to be dictated by you know where guys land in the lineups. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be tough to make those top two work. I think your best decision is probably going to be to take one of those top guys and then Suarez or Hendricks out there in Chicago. So therefore, you're not stuck with Alcides Escobar. Uh, but all those high-end, you know, shortstops here today make a lot of sense tonight. Xander Bogarts against Mike Miner as well. Comes in at a 57 on the plate IQ score. Uh, pretty solid numbers for him there. And 324 Wobo, 119 ISO versus lefties so far this season, or last two seasons, excuse me. Uh, and that's probably it. Again, short, shortstop pretty pretty easy these days in terms of you know trying to figure out that position. Now, Cleveland, again, um, man, Mookie bets up to 6.3K tonight. My God, that is a monstrous number. But against Mike Miner, uh, I kind of get it. Like, 
Mookie's pretty good. 421 Woba versus lefties since the beginning of last season. So, yeah, that's good. You might want to play him. Same with J.D. Martinez. 364, four, or 486 well, but 364 average, a 392 ISO versus lefties. These guys just crush that handedness. Uh, really expensive on those guys, though. Um, the uh, the more, you know, the little cheaper options for us, we'll see if we can hang around the, uh, the 4K spot for us today. Uh, let's see. Man, this is not a lot. I'm trying to figure this out here on my... Uh, on my sheet that I've got. Um, Mike Matuk, if you're looking for value, and here's a guy, there's another guy to look at is Steven Duggar. Uh, Duggar is not available on FanDuel or Fantasy Draft. He is available over there on DraftKings tonight. He's 2,900 over on DraftKings. He's probably going to lead off. Um, so it's not a lot of leadoff guys under 3K. Uh, my thing is if they're leading off and they're like min salary, you play him. Now he's not min salary, so I don't think you have to play him. But he is going to provide you some salary relief. So kind of keep that in mind for you today in terms of, uh, you know, looking for for value. And then Mike Matuk as well against Chris Archer. Again, Archer, tough pitcher, no doubt. But is he going to pitch throughout, you know, six innings, past six innings? Probably not. So he's going to get some of that Tampa Bay bullpen, which isn't terrible. But um, at 2.9K, getting a leadoff hitter again, that's where you can – Get a lot of at-bats potentially with some bigger-name players. Uh, Derek Dietrich at 3.4. That's a middle-tier guy for you today against Mr. Anderson that I don't mind. Robbie Grossman against Danny Duffy uh, with a 57-plate IQ score. That is not too shabby there. Um, Not a lot of power there for Mr. Robbie Grossman, but hits in a pretty good lineup order. Uh, Projected fifth tonight against Kansas City. Uh, Josh Reddick at 4.3K, batting fifth today against Montas. Don't mind him. It's a pretty big number for him, but definitely when you factor the uh, price per point and also look in plate IQ, he is one of the guys that uh, is, you know, kind of popping as one of the better values for us here tonight. Uh, We also got uh, Harper and Peterson, 5.3 on Harper against Nova. Jock at 4.5 against Perdomo. What about a change of scenery that not scenery but change of season we've seen for jock peterson not the strikeout hack that we once saw um let's see a few other options that we've got here in the outfield again scotty shebler leading off 3.8 today don't hate him definitely got some power in that lineup uh or in that bat and you know at under 4k he is popping for sure as kind of a cash game play and uh, a fan duel play for you, Roselle Herrera. If he bats second uh, uh, for Kansas City today, only 2200 So another value piece for you uh, over there on FanDuel in particular. And I think that's going to cover it. I think those are looking like the guys that I'm looking to play. Now let's get to stacks today. I don't know if I'm really stacking tonight. Again, I don't feel like this is, you know, uh, a, a day where we're going to have one team go off. I mean... Will I have three guys from a team? Yeah, potentially. Do I need to do a five-man stack on DraftKings or Fantasy Draft? Don't really think that you need to do that tonight. Uh, I'm going to want some pitching on my lineups and hopefully you know, can find a cheap home run or two in there to put me over the top because I'm just not, not loving the middle tier in terms of starting pitching today. But if I was going to stack, obviously the Indians uh, make a ton of sense here today. The Red Sox... Uh, a whole half a run higher than 
uh, than Cleveland in terms of the implied run total at 5.64. That is a big number. If you took the Indians out of the equation, they'd be a full run and a half higher than everybody else. Twins are just barely over five today, but I've said it before, I'll say it again, stacking twins, never particularly fun. Um, and yeah, I think those are the teams. I think you could take a Tampa Bay raise a shot on these guys because you got Crone at you know 3.7 versus a lefty. You got Robertson, even Matt Duffy, Kira Meyer. You could stack these guys. There's only one guy 4K or more, and that's Jacob Bowers batting fifth for them. And Liriano, he could easily load the bases and just takes one home run, and, and next thing you know, your stack's looking pretty. So uh, in terms of a cheap stack, Tampa Bay Rays. There you go. But that's it tonight. That's my quick outlook on the evening slate tonight in Daily Fantasy Baseball. Thanks for giving us a listen. Thanks to Fantasy Draft. And thank you for the download. Lots of great stuff still coming our way with the start of uh, season-long fantasy football. Fantasy Insiders will be ready to launch any day now. And I uh, hope you guys give them a look for all your information. Going to have a ton of best ball stuff there and uh, some new podcasts and stuff and changes happening uh, the second half of the season. Going to have some new look shows and uh, I think you will be excited to see what is on the horizon uh, at Roto Grinders coming up the second half of this baseball season. We're not packing it in. Nope. We're going to make things better. We're going to push the envelope and uh, we'll let you guys know about that fairly soon. But as always, appreciate you guys being a part of what we do. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Daily Fantasies Fix. Catch me tonight over on Sirius XM from 6 to 7 Eastern Time. I'll take you right up before roster lock. If you're hanging online, it's crunch time with uh, Kevin Roth and I believe the cheese man tonight. Yep, Roth and cheese got you taken care of right up until roster lock here on Roto Grinders. But until then, good luck in all your contests, and we will see you. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only.